Hello and welcome to Politics Weekly. I'm Vin Peterson. Um, I just want to point out that we got our first monthly subscriber, and if you're interested in supporting the podcast and helping do more what we do, uh, feel free to subscribe. I would really appreciate that. Now, we have some huge news in terms of in the legal side about Roe v. Wade and Planned Parenthood v. Casey about those decisions most likely being overturned according to a leaked draft opinion at least. So Justice Samuel Alito said that like Roe and Casey were like egregiously wrong from the start and that like they were wrongly decided even though they're like 49 years of precedent. So that's going to be interesting. What do you think? Oh, hey Vin. Sorry. I don't know if your podcasters know but um, it's me again, yes. Tess. My mom's here on my podcast, <laughs> yes. Um, you know, I'm familiar with Roe, but I'm not as familiar with uh, Casey. What is What was that one? Um, Casey, um, it was in 1992 um, when a group of abortion providers led by Planned Parenthood in 1992 uh, sued um, Pennsylvania's governor, Bob Casey Sr., um, after he imposed laws that included a 24-hour waiting period, what some people could call anti-abortion propaganda before a procedure, an informed consent law, a parental notification law, a husband notification law. Oh, jeez. So, yeah, those are all the laws. Oh. But, but the state, but the Supreme Court ruled that all of those laws are acceptable except for the husband notification law. And that a state can, and that a state can restrict abortion as long as it doesn't put an undue burden on. Ugh. And many of those supposed conservatives, by the way, like Sandra Day O'Connor and Anthony Kennedy, that were appointed by Reagan, actually sided with Planned Parenthood. Really? So then Republicans were like furious, especially the Catholics and the pro-life ones, that Ugh. they have, like they they appointed a traitor to the Supreme Court, essentially, right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um. And so, um, I don't know, I just thought it was so interesting that, um, you know, this this might be the first Supreme Court decision. That rolls that back civil liberties. away rights, yeah. yeah. That is, that is, that is on their shoulders. Yeah. And first time in history to take away... Um, the freedom of women over their bodies, right? Yes, this is, yeah, like, usually we move forward on, like, civil liberties like this, but in this case we're moving the exact opposite direction into a less progressive way, yeah. I Um, mean, I think it's what we get for, you know, um, allowing these, quote, constitutionalists. Or originalists. Originalists, is that what they call themselves? textalists, I think, is what Kavanaugh calls themselves. What's that? Basically means, like, if the Constitution doesn't explicitly say it, it doesn't count as law, essentially. Oh, so, okay. So the unenumerated rights, I guess, there's there's very limited. So how data. far would we go based on that, right? Like, yeah. maybe, I, maybe I'll lose my right to vote? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, there are certain unenumerated rights uh, in the Constitution. That's where it's always gets contentious, I think. Okay. And that's where the difference between originalism or or textualism and other judicial philosophies come into play. Yeah. So, one thing that I think is that this was McConnell's goal from the very beginning, ever since Merrick Garland. Oh, for sure. You know, when he decided to not even let Merrick Garland get a hearing, when he decided to nuke filibuster in favor of Neil Gorsuch, yeah. and, and when he decided to nominate, and then when... 
he decided to go through with Kavanaugh despite the allegations of sexual assault and go through Barrett despite it being like almost like less than a month before the election. Right. The 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 McConnell move against Obama to me that was just like the day democracy died. Oh. I just I just couldn't I just couldn't believe it. What McConnell did is that was about one thing and that one thing is Roe v. Wade, I think. I'm all but certain to be honest. Really? That's what his main focus was. And in terms of state laws currently, state abortion law is very wildly, um, depending on what state you live in. Arizona has some pretty strict laws, for example. If you go to, like, neighboring California, there's some regulations, but not much. Same with, like, Hawaii and Nevada, there's less regulations on abortion. But, um, like, there's a few interesting laws, for example, even prior to Roe v. Wade, like, saying, like, we just wanted to make it as difficult as possible. Like, for example, there was one in Texas in 2014 where abortion clinics had to meet the same uh, facility standard as surgical facilities like hospitals. So that inc- so it forced two-thirds of them to shut down when Governor Rick Perry signed that into law in 2014. Wow, okay. Yep, and also I think in Texas, um, the state requires people to be told that abortion can cause breast cancer before... It happens even though that is there's no medical evidence to for that whatsoever. It's completely false, but they're required to do that in Texas. In Texas? Yeah, they're required to give, like, lie to people, essentially, yeah. Oh, that's yeah. great. They want to, yeah, by... So all. that's today, right? Those those laws are in place today? Yes. Okay. And even before SBA, Texas had some... Now after SBA, it's even stricter with the vigilante system, and, right? Oh, yeah. SBA is the... Six-week ban. Six, it's a six-week ban on and abortion. It's, and it's enforced by private sector citizens for $10,000, not the government. So if I just suspect someone had one yeah. before, after six weeks... You can sue the doctor. Uh, yeah, you could see the doctor, the Uber driver, potentially, a person who pays for it. Okay. Yeah, all those. So what, What are there any statistics coming out of Texas about, like, what people are doing with these So what I, now? yes, there are, actually. So what happened is abortion rates declined by, like, 60%. But I think in, like, Colorado, they increased. And, like, I think I hear people are going as far as, like, Seattle, Washington to receive health care. Like, I heard, like... Oklahoma, I think, is having, like, a 250% increase of patients from Texas, like, coming in. And I think, like, there was one clinic in Oklahoma where, like, half the license plates were Texas plates. Really? In the parking lot. Wow. Yeah. So, it's crazy. And state laws post-Row in Arizona, one of 23 states to have a so-called trigger law. 23 states. So, Row. So, it would be 46% of states. So, we're in, in the summer right now. Yes. And Alito gives Roe a kick. Yes. Says, no, no more. Yes. 23 states will officially... Ban it automatically. Close doors. Yes. So Arizona is one of them. And that, this is actually a law that has been on the book since, like, the early, like, 1912 or 1913, like, since the beginning of the state founding. It's in statute right now. Wow. That would ban abortion with the only exception being life of the mother. And it hasn't been enforced, however, since Roe v. Wade and since Planned Parenthood v. Casey. But since those two cases are likely to be overruled from the leaks, um, as they suggest, then the, then this law could be in effect, potentially. Wow. And I think Missouri has an interesting one where I think it could outlaw some forms of contraception like Plan B and 
Yeah, I heard an maybe IUD, IUD for, for Missouri because it's just such a broad... Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So outlaws forms of contraceptives. But not only that, an interesting thing about the Missouri law, the trigger law in Missouri, is that it'll ban anybody from going out of state to seek an abortion if they're a resident of Missouri, in fact. Wow. So that will be, yeah, I'm not sure, and they could basically, and anybody who suspects that, like, say, somebody travels from, say, St. Louis or St. Charles to Chicago to get the procedure, and somebody's just from Chicago and notices that person from Missouri, they could, like, sue in Missouri to get a reward. Oh, that's unbelievable. Yeah, that's crazy. Ugh, that's terrible. And so that's, that's, that's a trigger law? Yes. Okay. That it'll go in automatically as Rose overturned. Texas has a trigger law as well, so I guess the vigilante system will be ended, I oh, think. Oh, well, yeah, great. But it would ban it from any point of conception. Good, yeah. With okay. no exceptions for rape or incest, so it's still, it's even worse. Um, what about life of the mother? Is that... Is yeah, it, that, that's all in, I think, right? Okay. Right? I think so. There are a few countries in the world, like um, Nicaragua, for example, Dominican Republic, where abortion is illegal, even in cases when the life of the mother is at risk. Okay. Those are like, yeah. Not, so we're we're getting close. Not, not, <laughs> not that close. We're still getting pretty extreme. I'm curious though. There's only one federal law related to abortion on the books, in current statute. Mm, what's that? The uh, Federal Partial Birth Abortion Act. That uh, act. Okay. It was passed in like 2003. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's actually kind. Of, that's not actually a medical term. It's just kind of a emotional term that Republicans mainly used. But um, some Democrats did vote for it, including Harry Reid and Joe Biden. Actually, really interesting. It doesn't ban any type of abortion from any specific time period, but rather it bans a specific type of abortion. In fact, yeah, it's kind of uh, it's 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 tough to think about. But the thing is, is that you know, if if this is this is someone's health care and yeah. so and someone's decision and none of these decisions are easy but we have to let people have freedom over their body yeah i guess so another thing is that um um is that in yeah so that's the only law, federal law on abortion and the federal partial growth abortion ban but i'm curious would i know democrats have been considering the I think they have a law that passed the House, but it hasn't passed the Senate. It's called the Women's Health Protection Act, meaning and it would, what would it do is it will prohibit any state from banning abortion until the point of viability. Yeah. Um, That's what, I, yeah. Who, somebody talked about that, was it? Um, somebody wants to get a vote on the floor about it. Uh, Warren, or is it Schumer? Maybe it's Schumer. Yeah. Um, that'll be interesting because... I don't think Manchin is going to vote for that. Because he's pro-life, yes. Um, what about Collins and Murkowski, though? Yeah, may- maybe maybe they will um, do something. I also just wonder, what do you think, um, like, the kind of back... Do you think there's going to be backlash after the- this? I mean, what's going to happen in the midterms? Um, I think it could motivate the Democratic base, potentially. That could be interesting, actually. Yeah. And I noticed, yeah, it could very well energize the Democratic base, I think. Okay. Mm-hmm. In terms of um, public opinion on abortion, it's kind of mixed depending on what questions and how specific you ask. So it's kind of wishy-washy to say it's kind of all over the place. Yeah. But generally, 
people in favor of people are in favor of abortion rights with some restrictions. That's what the majority of polls say. Okay. Yeah. Uh huh. For example, I think it's like seventy percent of Americans don't want Roe to be overturned, including like half of Republicans don't even want it to be overturned. Well, I know it's a tough subject. You know, it it is it's it's a hard thing, especially to for people with religious views in particular, right? Yeah, and yeah, and and not you know, um, it, it's just a tough subject. It is, mm-hmm. but thing is, yep, it's just interesting. So, you know, it's, there's actually a few states that have decided to. Um, the blue states are going in the opposite direction of red states, which is that they're enforcing laws that will protect abortion rights access in the future. In fact, like Colorado, I think, did it. So did um, Nevada do it. So did Illinois and Hawaii. They all have laws on the books that will protect um, an access to an abortion, even one row is overturned. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah, and one thing that I found interesting is Colorado, in particular, is one of seven states with no time limit on abortion whatsoever. Um, oh, and interestingly enough, um, 91% of abortions happen in the first trimester, which is pretty much the exactly same as the national average. Hmm. So it doesn't necessarily encourage abortions later in pregnancy, even with that law, in fact, even though it doesn't have any time limit, which seemed interesting. Yeah. If, if Roe is overturned, it won't just make abortion completely illegal f- across the board? That's... No, unless if Congress passes a law to do so. Okay. Which the Republicans could if they get control. Right. And, but it will be legal, illegal in, like, almost half the states, to be honest. Right. Like, almost, like, 40% of women won't be able to access, like, care. Right. And so Republicans are um, passing laws to, um, what, get free daycare for babies or um, uh, health care for women or... Um, Not necessarily. <laughs> Oh, maybe are they making sure that um, you know women can have time off of work in order to um, have these babies that they're forced to have? Oh no, that would be a welfare program to them, right? <laughs> yeah, I just think that the Republicans have moved way too extreme on this on abortion. To be honest, so they're just pro birth, but not necessarily pro yeah life baby or pro life. To be honest, because I mean, after a million COVID deaths, we kind of got an answer on the pro life issue, right? And then you know mass shootings. Yeah, and and not supporting trans kids and all all of those bills that have been running across the state, the all the different states. Yes, another thing is I just think the Republican Party has moved way too extreme on abortion in particular. Yeah, and they they don't represent the majority of people's views. Yeah, like I think it's like seventy percent of Americans want it legal in cases of rape and incest, but. Majority of Republicans don't want it to be legal in cases of rape and incest. Like, I think, like, yep, yeah, mo- most members of Congress, uh, most so, senators don't want it to be. So they'll just have stricter laws for rapists. Um, um, I don't or, think they'll have any laws. Will rape and sexual assault laws will be remain the same? Remain the same. Okay. Yeah. Great. Yeah. Okay. It's interesting though. Like, for example, um, when. Greg Abbott was defending SB8. Um, he said in an interview that um, goal number one in the state of Texas is to eliminate rape. So, <laughs> But it received its fair deal of well-deserved mockery, in my opinion, because, well, here's a few things. For one, Texas, according to John Cornyn, actually, a strong ally of Governor Abbott, uh, the fellow Republican senator, mm-hmm. he wrote an op-ed saying like the state has like 6,000 untested rape kits. Oh, I remember that. Like... 
like the state basically has like six thousand pieces of evidence that could be for it's six thousand crimes that are just getting processed. Like there's a huge backlog of them. Mm. And not only that, but um, around two thirds of sexual assault claims don't get reported to law enforcement. That's normal with the national average, but still. But if Governor Grave Abbott is trying to li- eliminate rape, he's doing a very poor job so far. <laughs> okay, well. Yep. You know. um, so tell me, what other countries, um, like, allow abortion? Um, like the U.S. and Europe, of course. But um, one thing that Republicans and conservatives have always like to say is that the U.S. is, like, the only place that allows abortion it has the viability line in most European countries have like a first trimester line. Okay. But the thing that is interesting is that Europe, that is true, but Europe actually has a ton of exceptions and most of those exceptions are actually financial and they're quite permissive in fact. Really? So, and the majority of abortion patients are low income. So as a result, right. 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 Mm-hmm. Yeah. Some of the language in Alito's, um, dissent. Dissent was like egregiously wrong for the start, for example. Yeah. Yeah, egregiously wrong for the start, and something about our history that's r- rooted. I, I can't remember, but it was some of it was kind of scary to me as a woman. Yeah. You know, um, and as you see in Missouri, you know, that trigger law might be, you know, kind of. Pushing the limits on even birth control. Yes. Um, which is, you know, also just... But isn't that against Griswold versus Connecticut? But will that be stricken down as well? Because I think that also finds under the right to privacy, marital privacy, right? Oh. Uh, in the 14th Amendment, right? So what's Griswold versus, what did you say? Connecticut. Connecticut. It's a law that legalized contraception nationwide. Okay. Yes. Well, that's, you know, is that egregious from the beginning? A good question. <laughs> That was actually the basis for Norman McCorvey's argument on Roe v. Wade, in fact. Oh, okay. Who was later identified as Jane Roe. She kept her name, she kept her identity secret, actually. Oh, interesting. Her actual name was Norman McCorvey, but in the case she filed under Jane Roe. Oh. Yep. And and actually, by the way, that, that um, child who she originally um, planned on, like, terminating earlier is some living out somewhere living around somewhere and is like 46 years old now oh see that's yeah some of that is emotional but yeah but you know i think it's best to trust people with that their own decisions and not trust lawmakers and stuff like that right yeah i think mm. you're right and and not every know, situation is the same and we can do better with supporting people so maybe they don't feel like you know like you just said poor people have abortions well they can't afford you to know, have raise a child. Yeah, like we daycare is you know four hundred bucks a week. Yeah. Like why don't they try to work on extending the child tax credit that expired yeah. recently? Oh, you can't even have a baby for free. You go to the hospital. It's it costs expensive. thousands of dollars to have a baby plus pre prenatal care. You know, like it's expensive. We're, we're That's not, more than like if it costs. It costs like five hundred dollars for a first trimester abortion versus thousands of dollars for getting giving birth alone. Not considering the cost of care for a child there's an ob- financially there's obvious something yeah obvious. tell me about it man. there's something obvious financially <laughs> yeah yeah kids are expensive right i mean I, of course i i and it's I, just i pe- love you guys and all that stuff but, but you know yeah, let's right. let's be let's be honest about it some people can't afford to have kids especially yeah. lower income people and it, it's it, i think it's obvious to a lot of people that you know if you want to stop 
abortion. Yeah. Start supporting families and women and, you know, pregnant people and and having good programs for kids. I mean, we're decimating the school, the public schools. Especially here in Arizona, for example. Right, of course. So we have, you know, just putting this out there doesn't stop. And usually abortion. in countries like, like I mentioned in Texas, like how people just went to other states to get abortion. Yeah. Maybe people will go to Mexico or Canada or fly out of the country. Right. Well, what did you say um, that most countries, or w- one country you told me, um, they're like... Um, Support of you know having time off work and stuff was like close to thirty weeks or something. On um, Germany, they allow for three years of paid family and paid medical leave in Germany. Three years. Yes, so that's a long time. Man, I I couldn't imagine the kind of stress free life I would have had to be able to be with you for three years. That would have been amazing too. I would have loved that. Yep, you know? it's all for, and yep, it's paid time off in Germany. And if you compare that to, like, some proposals in the U.S., like, 12 weeks to 4 weeks of paid family leave, that seems incredibly conservative compared to Germany in terms of paid family leave. Yeah. I I think I used a lot of my vacation in order to pay for just being able to be off. Mm Mm-hmm. So, I think I... Yep. Mm Mm-hmm. I think I got all my thoughts down um, in terms of my opinions and also about some of the facts about Alito's... Vote opinion as well as what would happen if these trigger laws get in place and more. So let's end it on a on a positive note. Like, what could we do? Vote probably. Vote. Yes. Um, tell a friend or two to vote in the midterms. Yes. And if you're really mad, start volunteering. Yeah. Of in course. any way you can. Anyway, yeah. Anyway, and and figure out a way to keep yourself strong all the way through November. Mm-hmm. We can't just be mad for a week. Or two weeks, and then thing, it blips from the media send cycle. Send a couple emails, call my senators, and once then it blips from the media cycle. And then, yeah, then boom. And then before you know it, we've got a Republican House and Senate, and they're overturning those. You know, they're making abortion a, a, a crime, yes. right? So. But Republicans have actually had this extremism on abortion backfire in previous elections, for example. Oh, really? For example, in 2012, when. In Missouri, once again, in a Senate race, um, yeah, a congressman said that victims of legitimate rape can't become pregnant. Oh, really? Yeah. Who said that? Todd Aiken, a congressman who ran against McCaskill in 2012. What's his name? Todd Aiken. Todd Aiken? Yeah, and he okay. said that victims of legitimate rape can't become pregnant. Oh, right, okay. And then Richard Murdoch, um, he was the state treasurer who beat out an inc- as he ran as a deep partner, and he said that... Rape is something that God intended to happen during a debate explaining his position on abortion. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. And then I think there was, like, which is crazy, and I think even just recently, this was, like, a week ago, there was a special election where um, and it was a district that Trump won this district by 30 points in Michigan. 30 points. Yep, and it went to a Democrat because a Republican said that rape is inevitable, lie back and enjoy it. Oh, I remember that. Who said that? That's what a uh, some Republican you running for the Michigan name? State House. I forgot his name. Oh yeah, I remember. Oh, that was disgusting. It was. It's gross to say the least about people. It's, it's ignorance to say the least. Oh, right? all of it. It's just the worst. It's ignorance. It's, it's just ig- a terrible thing to say. Yeah. And so, but luckily the voters rejected that. And yeah, okay. So there's hope here, right? Like, yes. But we have to 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 stay strong. Just keep our eyes open. Mm-hmm. Um, 
you know, this this was not a surprise to a lot of us, and no. why we were all crying when it's, Hillary Hillary lost. Yes, because we knew um, he was going to be able to get a, a Supreme Court justice, especially the one that McConnell stole from Obama. Yeah. Um, on Scalia's old seat. All right. Yeah, but it still stings. But that's for sure. One thing, even though we knew it. One thing I seem interesting about Republicans' politicians is that they're not—they're not like celebrating that Roe v. Wade is overturned. I know, what? but they're concerned about the leak, saying, "Oh, it's like a risk of an integrity of the court." Yeah, thing. they keep talking about the leak, not the. But I think quietly they're, they're celebrating, happy yeah. about it. But yeah. they can't do that because you know polling's not in their favor. So if they do that, they would look crazy. I see. Yeah. yeah. So. Okay. Well. I, that's that's what I think we should try to leave with is, you know, find where ups, you can help. If you're upset, then get involved. Yeah, and find vote. where you can help. Make sure your friends are voting. Yep. This, like you've said before, this is a very very important midterm election coming up. Yep, it probably one of the most. I kind of say this every election, to be honest. It's kind of a broken record, but the most consequential election in our lifetime. Yeah. All right, uh, um, form your own conclusions, and peace out. Bye.